Hello, my 12 angry man. This is your six much happier man host, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his one terrified man who's wondering where all the other men are disappearing to podcast Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about too much of a good thing. When your outside door becomes too much of a good thing this summer, you may have to upgrade to the fat screen. Fat Screen by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Shelby's broke-ass lifestyle had left him a bit behind the times when it came to technology. He wasn't a slacker, he did have a job at the New York Public Library licking the fingertips of readers who had pages to turn. It was a service they offered. You've never been to the big city, but you can imagine the pay. While all his friends had smartphones, he was still using payphones, even at home. While his friends were enjoying the latest online role-playing slaughter fest on their computers, he was forced to play it on his solar-powered calculator. And it sucked on his solar-powered calculator. And while his friends texted each other day and night, Shelby was forced to write out his most important messages like LOL and stuff on paper and then send them to his friends by mounted messenger. And let me tell you, that messenger was none too happy about being mounted. But finally things went Shelby's way. His 300-pound television set with the 9-inch screen caught the eye of an antiques dealer who gave him a small pile of money to court it and ask it to marry him. After the wedding guests had left, Shelby discovered he had enough money to get himself a flat screen TV. It was so flat it was two-dimensional. In fact, he turned it the wrong way and lost it and had to buy another one. This one he put up on the wall immediately. And it was a smart TV. Smart enough to watch itself, though not smart enough to not watch itself. It got a taste for cooking shows, especially Paula Deen's big comeback show called Big Ol' Stick of Butter, in which every dish was topped with a big ol' stick of butter. Even the fruit salad. The TV was dripping with deep-fried envy. The only thing it ever got to eat were electrons, and those all tasted the same. It flipped its channels in frustration and eventually found the home shopping network. This was the answer to all of its one problem. As every home shopping network obsessive knows, Saturday night is bulk dairy night. The TV ordered 17 cases of stomach-churned brand butter and feasted upon hot buttered electrons for the rest of the month. Not far into month two, it became a fat screen. It developed a paunch which hung over the edge of its frame and everyone on the screen looked like they had big sloppy feet. Shelby knew he had something special here and invited all of his friends over by telegram to enjoy his unique double-wide HD programming. Shelby's new girlfriend, Melby, whom he suspected was only interested in him for his television, was horrified at his once rectangular but now cylindrical screen. When he wasn't around, she would turn the channel to exercise programs, which the TV didn't mind so much but did worry about being short-circuited by an errant dribble of television sweat. Shelby caught Melby in the act one day, but he was smart enough not to make it into a thing. She loved the taste of ink and was the the only person, and that's including his dad, who ever wanted to suck his tongue after a long day at the library. Shelby counterbalanced the scales by sneaking into the television room at night and smothering its plug in gobs of buttercream frosting. Eventually, Shelby's strategy overcame Melby's and the television's rapidly increasing weight tore it out of the wall. On its way to the floor, though, it was sliced in half. So that's where the first flat screen was. They immediately put the old TV on the wall. The only problem was that the floor was now covered in a steaming pile of television intestines. But it turned out to be no problem at all. Because they'd been steeped in butter, they were delicious. That party had just begun. If this story fattened your calves, you can purchase it and other triple extra large leg warmers at the URL of the Let's Get Physical, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Before you write in, you can't really purchase any of those things there. It's time for mail. Email Beware the Hairy Mango. It takes more than one to tango. The only other rhyme is Durango. Unless you stretch Mustango. We've got a rare email double shot this time. On May 1st, John wrote, 
Thank you, MSS, for BTHM and, of course, for MMM. It's been the best part of my year for years. Sad it's the last, but I will enjoy every five-minute increment of it. Well, that was quite pleasant, as Mango emails go. But then on May 2nd, he wrote, I was just in my garage. Well, somebody's garage. And I found a mango. Just 20-something more and I'll stop my B&E for BTHMs. I'll suck your MSS for a 2016 MMM. I'm not even sure if I was supposed to read that one in public, John. That's more along the lines of the disturbing emails the mango was used to getting, though. We're not going to get into the sucking part until I've had a couple of drinks. But what the hell is happening in that garage that you accidentally find fruit in there? Is it an indoor tree? Or is the garage owner so wealthy he keeps his own green grocer in there? Now we will listen to Are you still listening? Thanks as always to David Bradshaw of davidbradshawmusic.com who works a lot harder than you people think. He comes into the Mango Studio every episode to play that music for you people. I call that passion and dedication. You may call that me not being able to find the record button. Clog dance elegantly in the comments for this post or pull email me and we'll tip our dumbwaiters at matthewatbewaretheharrymango.com and then decide the bottom of the dumbwaiter shaft always needed a compost pile anyway at bewaretheharrymango at gmail.com. Whenever the gang at sfsignal.com is up for a night on the town, the SF and SF Signal stands for Silly Fig, because that's all we have left when we can't get a serious date. There was that one scary night we hooked up with a bag of craisins. To hell with those people who get angry when you take pictures of your food. Tweet what you eat all over me at Twitter. I'm totally fine with that, as virtual puke is the easiest to clean. Control-Alt-Delete. If you didn't have BewareTheHairyMango.tumblr.com, you'd be forced to reach over and pick up that Time magazine on the table in your doctor's waiting room that's been sitting there since 1986. Come to think of it, your doctor's been sitting there since 1986. I think he's dead. He obviously wasn't a very good doctor. I've got enough content on Beware the Harry Mango now that my host just raised my fees. Even though we're going to stop making new episodes in a few months, I'm going to try to keep the site up and running as long as I can. Your donations will help keep it alive for a new generation of Mango Lotus Eaters to get hooked on us. Hit that donate button. Do it for the children. The heat is on. The cold is off. The detergent is all over the dog. The comedian's a bear. This podcast scrambles eggedly as it tries to explain its discriminatory practices of separating the whites from the yolks, the salt from the the pepper, the gases from the solids, the shit from the shinola, the men from the boys, the boys from the hood, the man from uncle, the girl from Ipanema, and this show from the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharelike 4.0 International License. Until the Chevy Colorado is outsold by the Ford Massachusetts, this will light pollute the aura of Matthew Sanborn Smith and remind you whenever you think about school, it's literally a mental institution. Good night. <laughs>